And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. We'll start with the question that I know has been burning through my mind, and I'm sure burning through the minds of every one of the millions and millions of DDT besties all over the world. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. If it wasn't for the fact that my account is probably still logged into your TV, would you be resubscribing to the WWE Network? I mean... I don't know. I, I don't really even understand the question you just asked me, DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. But at the end of the day, um, let me put it this way. I watched Raw on Hulu. Hey. After WrestleMania. Hey, we're making progress. Yeah. I, I don't know if I watched it all, but I watched at least an hour of it, I think. You watched enough to see the gobbledygooker in a box. I sure did. Uh, I don't know. There's this um, awful, I guess you would call it a series uh, of horror movies called Thanks Killing. Um, and there's Thanks Killing 1. And of course, there's also Thanks Killing 3. Uh, there is no Thanks Killing 2. Uh, but the, 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 the demonic turkey hand puppet from those films looks like what they stuffed in this box to be, I presume, a buzzard that it is is for telling the return of Bray Wyatt. And, you know, that kind of stupid is the kind of stupid I can get behind. I I'm I Googling it, was, it. I'm Googling it now. You're not wrong. It's very similar. If you look very closely, um, that buzzard in the box is wearing one of those old style Hawaiian shirts uh-huh. that Bray Wyatt used to wear. And yeah. um, that little that just that little nugget, that little attention to detail uh, just just pleases me, pleases me to no end. I feel like WWE, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a stretch to say WWE had themselves a heck of a weekend. Um, from NXT to the Hall of Fame to WrestleMania to now heading into the Superstar Shake-Up. <clears throat> I was going to watch anyways. I had a great time at Manson Manor with uh, GQ and Rachel was there and we enjoyed uh, TakeOver. A good time was had by all. I, I've tweeted it out, you know, the five hours of wrestling that I watched on Sunday from 5 to 10 Possibly the most enjoyable five hours of wrestling I can remember in quite some time. But you brought up a valid point. And before, you know, I get your actual thoughts on the wrestling itself, I think you brought it up. You loved it up until Kofi, and then you watched two and a half more hours. Did you make it? Did did GQ and company leave at 1230? Did people just camp out on your giant couch? Yeah, we were there the whole night. We were there to the end. That's what we do. Uh, you don't, you don't call, you don't call it an early night when wrestling continues to, to, to flow through the yes, intertubes. Um, but yeah, I will say, 
I think it was a great show, a lot of great matches, really well paced. I think that might be the best WrestleMania I can remember watching in some time. But I th- that pacing issue after Kofi versus Brian, uh, it, it just it sort of for me it fell apart. Um, it just the the show then dragged on for at least an hour and a half, maybe two hours before we got to the main event and nothing in between there to me was particularly uh, attention grabbing. What did we get? I think it was because yes, because I went to bed. I knew it was going to be Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. And while I was super excited for Samoa Joe to get that chance to go out there and be at WrestleMania, I also knew I would be able to easily pick that up either the next morning or the next day and probably not miss anything major. I just wanted to see the entrance. Uh, but yeah, you Samoa Joe, then Roman Reigns, then Triple I mean, H, Batista. The Samoa Joe match with versus Rey Mysterio, I was sort of anticipating it being short. I knew that Rey Mysterio had been cleared to wrestle, but that he had, un- yeah. he had suffered some sort of minor injury at access just a few days before, but... And apparently that had nothing to do with it. From what I've read, it was simply because uh, they were running out of time and something had to give. But that match was so short. It was like, well, why have this? Why have this on the card anyway? Like it just it, it just yeah, it didn't feel I'm, like I'm guessing match. it's it, I'm guessing it's, you know, and I don't mind. I never mind Samoa Joe looking amazingly strong. Yeah, <clears throat> but I do understand. And part of me is like, look, you just signed Rey Mysterio back to the company. Samoa Joe has been with you for years. He's finally healthy for this WrestleMania. <clears throat> they had their moment. Um, I'm looking at the the Wikipedia page. I don't think Triple H and Batista needed 25 minutes to tell that story. That match honestly lost almost the entire room. Like, don't get me wrong. We were happy to see Batista back. And they 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 even I think they played to both of those men's strengths by making yeah. it a bit more of a hardcore match. Um, but like, I think GQ from the moment he started seeing the video packages and this mind you, they were paying they were playing video packages for that particular match all night long. It wasn't just before their match. For some reason, the Triple H feud got more airtime. But, you know, he doesn't necessarily watch Raw from week to week, but even but he immediately picked up on that nose ring and he was just like, oh, man, they're going to he's going to be wearing that thing and they're going to tear it out of his nose. And it's just like so obvious. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. There was just something it was fun, I guess. But by that point in the night, it was difficult to be forgiving of even though, again, it was a hardcore match, some high impact stuff. It was still pretty slowly mm-hmm. paced. I and, and I agree because I'll freely admit I watched the Samoa Joe match because it was a minute long, but I fast forwarded through parts of every other match. Like I wanted to see some of the entrances. Triple H's I thought was, I'm not going to say pedestrian, but for I him it, it was. You ride, I get it. You ride out on things. We, we, we don't need to see you continue to ride out on things unless did, you're going to be in a rickshaw. I don't want to see you ride out on any more things. But but I, I assume you at least picked up on the Mad Max yes. references and which I don't even know what that was about. It's not like Mad Max is some hot property mm. that's current. Like, don't be wrong. I like Mad Max. 
I like the original three films and Fury sure. Road, uh, the more recent, you know, modern release mm-hmm. to, in some ways, a, a, a masterpiece. Um, but it's not like there's a sequel coming. It's not like there's a video. Like, it's not a hot property right now. So I, I no. was a little confused by that choice. Well, they did the Terminator already. There's only so many, you know. Well, sure, but the Terminator at least was done the same year that Genesis was hitting theaters. It made sense. What was the cross-promotion here? I didn't quite understand. He should have come out dressed as Shazam or Hellboy. That would have been great. Are you going to see the new Hellboy? I want to, although all the reviews I'm seeing, uh, I I don't know. It it doesn't look good for the review standpoint, but all the previews I've seen, the trailers – I think it looks good. Um, what's yeah. that guy's name? David Harbour, is that it? Yeah, David. I think Harbour. he looks yeah, great in the makeup. Don't get me wrong. I love Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman is a great actor. I like those original movies by Guillermo del Toro. I think they were fun films, but I don't think they were necessarily great. The second one approached greatness at times, mm-hmm. I think. But ultimately, they were just fun films. And this one looks different it looks a little darker looks a little more intense i'm liking the practical effects i'm seeing i'm liking some of some of the darkness that they're surrounding the character with in in the story beats at least from what i've seen in the trailers it it just has it looks a little grimier the way the comics are as opposed to the cartoony world i think that del toro sort of built in his films and i it intrigues me i think it intrigues me enough that i'd like to see it um, but I don't know for me to go to the theater at this point requires this amazing amount of input energy to overcome the inertia of just <laughs> not going to the theater. So I'm not sure it's going to happen, but I will see it at some point. I mean, if, if a GQ or 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 a DC, I was going to say, say to me, I will go see it with you now. I, again, I think we talked about this before we started recording. I'm off on an East Coast road trip for my April break, so if you can wait a couple weeks when I get back, I would love to go see it with you. I'm not sure it's still going to be in the theater in a couple of weeks, uh, but... Well, hopefully. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. I suppose then Avengers will come out, and that'll be a whole big... Yeah. Um, Which, again, that's a film I guess I would see, but there's no way I'm going to drag the missus. She has no interest. I mean, she would watch it, but... Yeah, it's again at that's at this point those films really are yeah it's another one of these like here here's here's uh, my prediction for Avengers Endgame uh, uh, the good guys mostly win <laughs> that's my prediction you, you know what I mean like it, well it is to be what fair in Infinity War that was not the case that was kind of your well, yeah, but, end of Harry Potter seven part one Dobby's dead and everything <laughs> looks bleak. Well, yes, but in fairness, Spoilers, you fall. because they because they had given the next 20 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, the roadmap was out there. You knew that the first Avengers was only part one of two. So I don't think anybody expected it to end on a happy note. You no, know what I mean? True. No, you're right. Before we get back into wrestling, and I do want to spend some time talking about this because you are talking positively about wrestling, which is WrestleMania was great, man. Um, If you could cast the new Wolverine, you know, Marvel now owns the X-Men franchise after Fox had it. You get to you get to you get to cast the new Wolverine. They're like Doc at Doc Manson. We're leaving it to you. 
who do you think should play Wolverine? I don't know how much of the comics you read. I assume you're a fan of the character. I love Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine's who probably my be, favorite Marvel character. Who would be your Wolverine? Hmm. You can think about that for a while. If... Uh, I mean, hmm. Hmm. And I guess the, where I'm going with this is you, you know, because you're such a fan of the character, you know, he does not present as Hugh Jackman. Well, while, while he... some of the comics do make him look a little more like that, he is supposed to be a yes. shorter stockier I mean, if, if you could take hugh jackman and cut him off at the knees like <laughs> that would is. be an acceptable actor for me um and i don't think hmm, i don't even know if he's alive but certainly he's not right anymore um but like i mean in my head i'm going to somebody with some real acting chops a short squat fellow like i'm thinking like bob hoskins or something but i don't think he's got the action chops what do you got? This is literally Bob. I just typed in Bob Hoskins Wolverine. I don't know <laughs> if I had heard the rumor somewhere or if you and I have discussed this at some point. No, we but, have not. But apparently uh, Chris Claremont, who was one of the writers for the X-Men comics, I believe, that was who they wanted to be Wolverine is Bob Hoskins. And I'm like, oh, man, that would have been amazing. Huh. That would have been amazing. Like From I said, I'm Eddie, not sure if he quite has the action movie chops for it. From but Eddie Valiant, more. yeah, from to Smee, to Bob Hoskins, may he I'd rest in peace. Yeah, uh, that would have been good. All right, um, NXT Takeover. I know that was a lot. That's a lot of wrestling ago. Long time ago, yeah. Uh, any thoughts? What was your take on Walter? We, I brought over all the recording equipment, and we just kind of decided the hang was more enjoyable than trying to make a podcast out of it. Yeah, I mean. At some point in the afternoon, I think I said, hey, can you bring your microphone? And you're like, yeah. But are you sure you want to record? And I just sort of took that as like, maybe we maybe he doesn't want to record. It was fine. actually it, it was a it was a I was packing all the stuff up and my wife comes into the room and she goes, you're bringing all of that. And I said, yeah, we'll record while we watch. And she's like, OK. And she like is silent for a minute. And I said, what? And I was like, she said, when was the last time you hung out with Doc when you didn't? record a podcast and but i did went you call me doc no damn it <laughs> um and i went well we went we were gonna go to that movie and then we didn't and we went to that joey garlic's place and what then movie was that oh the grinch yes yeah um and so and she's like yeah but just the two of you and i was like I think we went to lunch one time like last <laughs> summer. This is what we do for our friendship. Now. Well, that was it. And so she was like, okay, like she's like, You're, you should record if you want to, but you know, it's okay for the two of you to just spend time yeah. together. And in fairness, it was fun, I think, to just hang and to yes. just watch the show. Um, it would have been, know, it not... been awkward to, you know, because A, not that GQ and Rachel aren't welcome on our airwaves, but with five people and a dog. It's going to be Oscar, hard for anyone to get in. Oscar edgewise. would have driven me absolutely bonkers. There's yeah. just no way around it. So apologies to those people who were expecting an episode last week, but you had in enough fairness, on you had enough in, on your plate. 
Yeah, I mean, and also in fairness, like we were we were planning an episode right up until we didn't, you know? Yeah. Uh, so sorry if we telegraphed that wrong for you, folks. Um, but, you know, uh, Walter, we watched a couple of him. We watched his debut from the UK takeover. We watched his squash match and then you watched him versus Pete Dunne. What do you think? I'm 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 still I think mixed on Walter. I I like Walter in that I I like the entrance. I, I like that stark white that he stands in front of. Um, I I, I like. I'm just his... remembering all the times. Uh huh. <laughs> the the joke. I don't know if GQ wants the joke we to be said, but just the through line. The the number of times we called GQ something. <laughs> It was like it was like twenty five times in a three hour show. Yeah, oh, yeah, he hates time. us now. Um, <laughs> the code word for this week is tolerance. The code <laughs> word for this week is tolerance. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like the way he presents himself very much. Um, there are, certainly are a f- uh, a few moves that I I, I greatly enjoy. Uh, that that shotgun drop kick that he does mm-hmm. that is fantastic, um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just because it was the match with Pete Dunne, but again, and, and you know, actually, maybe it's just because they were trying. And this is it. See, maybe they were trying to put on a different kind of match than the other matches that were on Takeover. It was more methodical. It was the pace was down. I want to see Walter in a, in a, in a faster paced match, something more like um, maybe like what I would have gotten out of uh, Kevin Owens in NXT. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking for that sort of intensity from him. Something tells me it's there, but I don't think I really saw it in that match. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm still, I'm still pleased. I'll tell you, I watched, you know, the stuff with you and I'm sitting there going, this is not the greatest. I don't know why, but I was almost a little like, I'm not going to say disappointed, but I was like, maybe he's not the be all end all. Cause you know, Kevin Owens has the cannonball and he's got the pop up power bomb and you know, he's got a nice mixture of styles. Walter is very in your face, shotgun, drop kick chops and stuff. But the there's chops not... were great. Uh, yes, that drop kick is great. He did some sort of move. I think I saw it twice. Once with Pete Dunne, maybe once in that squash match. They were, I think, out on the floor. Yeah, and he threw him onto the apron. I forget what exactly what kind of move that was. Yeah, um, I think it's like so a he's back got suplex. some of those. He's definitely got some of those, you know, impact moves. I again, I'm just that particular match, and again, this may have been purely intentional. The pace was was slower. It was methodical. It was very much, you know, a different flavor of wrestling match than anything else on that show, which I actually think, you know, is is commendable for those uh, performers to go out there and do something different with their art. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I have to see more of Walter before I'm ready to to uh, worship at the altar of Walter. Oh, I like that. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I, I do think you're right. You made a good point. I think that match with Pete Dunne was intentionally a little more methodical. But hey, Walter is the new UK champion. That should make things interesting for those who watch NXT UK. It'll be interesting to see who steps up to take on uh, the Austrian anomaly, I think was the, the yeah. 
Yeah, I think that was, oh, that's the one thing I think I came away uh, from TakeOver really, really um, feeling uh, is that I'm not sure I like Moro Ranallo very much anymore. I don't. And I, I feel like, bad about that, but I don't. I like Moro. Like, he has a great voice. He ha- It's very this it's this sort of over the top and broadcaster style voice you like it and the the thing i like about it it's not quite like that it's not it's not fake radio but he has a very distinctive voice it cuts through the mix very well he's very easy to listen to compared to a lot of other commentators like you know compared to michael cole and like who just he just gets lost in the action there's something about uh you know, you know, the frequency of his voice that just doesn't come through for me. And with Moro, it's right there. It's bright. I can hear him. He cuts through. But the problem is a lot of what he says, I don't much care for. He 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 seems to be obsessed with alliteration and and these pop cultural references. And, and it's not just like these little references like, you know, how when somebody tells it's not even like a pun necessarily but like they start telling a story that you think is maybe a joke and it goes on too long and then it comes around to the pun at the end and there's not even so it's not even really like there's a punchline there and it just took too long to get to it that's what he seems to do with all of his pop culture Mm -hmm. references it wouldn't be bad if it was just a quick little thing but it seems to go off it meanders it goes left it goes right they get turned yeah. around and do a u-turn and then suddenly here's the point and i've been listening for too long and there was alliteration that was cute but man just <clears throat> a little too hard well, it, you know what i mean we're both writers like you've written things i've written things we both tend to be writers <clears throat> i love alliteration i enjoy a clever play on words or a nice little rhyme scheme yeah but he sounds to me like the commentary you get on video games. He only has a certain number of sayings, and he's just going to keep breaking them out. Now, I understand. Michael Cole, same way. It's boss time. The big dog is here. And maybe that's part of my problem, is he's becoming a little too... I don't know. I I think he had a lot of... Again, I haven't been I haven't been watching, I haven't been listening, but I felt like he had a lot of stuff that were probably one time references. Like yeah. again, it was it was sort of like contemporary pop culture. Maybe he does say them every uh, show, every takeover. I don't know, but it didn't seem like it was a re- repetition thing for me. Um, but the, the I, certain to your names, point, the certain names for things, it's like, yes, you've said that. But like that line yeah. you've given me before word for word with word choice that shouldn't be like that should be a one-time thing and then you never say it again yeah i mean to your point i mean again yes we've both written things uh i'm not gonna say i'm a great writer but you know to quote uh, uh the bard i suppose brevity is the soul of wit and I, there's just something to it like i said it just meanders a bit too much uh for me love yeah. the voice though if you could make it more concise I think I'd be right there with him again. So TakeOver was good, but this is the first time in a long time, and I think most people are are agreeing, TakeOver was not the best show of the weekend. Well, yeah, but in all fairness, um, TakeOver was a great show. Uh, The best match of the weekend arguably still came from that show, Um, but 
yeah, I think it just speaks to how good of a show WrestleMania yeah. actually was. Well, absolutely. You know, I would say my favorite match of TakeOver was War Raiders versus Aleister Black and Ricochet. I thought that match was very good. Other people, you're, you know, it's one of those things you're welcome to pick whatever you want. If you liked Gargano versus Cole, well on you. Gargano uh, versus Cole was an excellent match. And while, yes, Gargano matches do tend to go on a little long, I think that particular match of all of the Gargano main event matches I've seen was the best paced. I think it helps that it's a two out of three falls match. It's Could not be. just your 25 minutes to try to get one fall. Like they were able to do, you know, absolutely. Things. That's a good um, point. But, you know, Velveteen Dream versus Riddle Von Eric wasn't bad. The four women's the women's match was pretty good. So the women's yeah. match, um, I was a little disappointed in, I think, overall. And I, I didn't really care for the Velveteen Dreams match with uh, with Matt Riddle either. I, I think those two were the weakest of that show anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think of the Velveteen Dreams match, and I'm just picturing Lady Liberty. Yeah, the, ent- the entrance. And again, it was. It's not that the matches, any of the matches, were bad. They just weren't great. That show was bookended by two great matches, and then you get to WrestleMania. I don't know if you wound up watching all of the pre-show. <clears throat> I enjoyed um, all. F- I don't think I saw all of it, but I saw quite a bit of it. You know, the cruiserweight match was very good. I got a big kick out of the women's battle royal, which I did not expect to. Sarah Logan, I thought was going to win, and I jumped out of my chair. Yeah, the women's battle royal was actually very good. Um, the men's battle royal, not so much, but the no. women's very good. No, the men's battle royal was probably the weakest of the matches on the pre-show, but that's okay. Like, yeah, it, I don't know what you else know. you expected with two SNL guys being in there. Well, and I got, you know, I was, I let myself be satisfied. I got a brief face off between Harper and Strowman and I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, Hey, Hawkins and Ryder, new tag team champions and and defended them on Raw. I was convinced they were going to lose them to somebody. Who did they defend against? I think I missed that. The Revival again. No, okay. That was not part of, that was not part of the Hulu show. Oh, no. That match was not part of it because I knew it had happened because I was watching Twitter on Monday night. And then when I watched Hulu on Tuesday on. Yeah, when I watched Hulu on Tuesday, it wasn't part of it at all, which is kind of sad about your tag team division that that match does not make. Yeah, the show. That's a title defense. What do you what did you think about Hogan showing up? Um, I was fine with it. Seems like a relatively appropriate use of Hulk Hogan. Um, you know, you know, he was in town, certainly for the Hall of Fame ceremony, which I think was fine. And, you know, uh, having him come out to help start the show, like it or not, you know, personal feelings on the man aside, he is still probably the biggest mainstream mainstream star that that Business has produced, and if not the, you have to at least say he's top five, top three. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, no so denying. you can't deny that, right? Like, it makes sense that you would use him, and that's about as 
far as I can go with it. I, you know, I muted it because I didn't really care what he had to say. But the fact that it was relatively short, a little pose with Alexa, which is a cute moment, and yeah. then immediately interrupted by Heyman was like, okay, perfect. Yeah. Let's start the show. That's all you know, I needed. That's all I did I- not expect the Universal title match to go on first. I was pleasantly surprised by that. I was a little worried when it went on first um, because I was like, oh, man, they're putting this on first because they're going to have Brock Lesnar retain. And that way we're going to have the rest of the night to get over it. Yeah. I was really concerned. But instead, you know, they went out there and they uh, they set the tone. <clears throat> they set the tone I- of the night. I applaud those people who made a callback to WrestleMania 9 and was like, Seth's going to lose, and then Hogan's going to show up and beat Brock and win the title. And I was like, I would hate it if it happened, but that is a hilarious idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I thought when the match hadn't started yet and Seth was just getting tossed around and ragdolled, I was like, somebody else is going to come out or, you know, People were saying it'll he'll defend it against Roman later in the show and Roman will wind up the champion. And, you know, I, the fact that Seth just flat out beat him and now that I'm was, guessing Brock's done for a while. So I'm happy where we ended up at the end of that match. And I, you know, I liked the beat up angle. I liked, you know, the three curb stomps to actually put the beast down. But, you know, when you think about all of the wars that Brock Lesnar has had with Roman Reigns, with John Cena, uh, with The Undertaker. I couldn't help but feel that from the moment that, you know, the bell rang till it ended was so short, so limited. Like, I couldn't believe that that was all Seth Rollins had to do to beat that title. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it was not a satisfying conclusion to, and again, I know a lot of people are dissatisfied with Brock Lesnar's arc as champion anyways, but I would say that ultimately that while the conclusion is good, it, it, you know, the, the match there to, to, to cap off that championship, I think was definitely lackluster. I don't think there's any other way to think of it. No, I think you're right. You know, now granted. Who's he's wrestled? He's, you know, I don't know how many spears and Superman punches he's taken. I'd like to believe the curb stomp is better than those. Yeah, Um, sure. But but I understand what you're saying. He's taken a beating from a lot of people. You know, I think he had when he wrestled. Did he wrestle Bauer? Maybe not. Can't remember if he wrestled Bauer. But like he he wrestled Brian and was in the yes lock for a while. He destroyed Seth Rollins for 10 minutes before the match even started. And then suddenly Seth just stomp, stomp, stomp wins. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it was. And and it's and it's saying something that people didn't care. You know what I mean? Seth Rollins is champion. Um, I'm happy with that. Kofi's world champion. I'm happy with that. Yeah. That was a great match. I thought that was a really well done. And again, like you said, that match ended and you were like, all right, drop the confetti. Good night. Have, you know, safe trip home, everyone. That would have been a logical place to end it. And again, while I understand they had to keep going, they had more stories to tell. Um, How do you feel about the new women's tag team champions? Oh, the Iconics, yes. It took me a moment to remember who uh, won those championships. I'm fine with it. Hey, do something with the Iconics. They're a good team. They're good personalities. 
get them out there, get them doing something. I think, you know what? They're not the greatest wrestlers, you know what I mean? But not everyone on the roster is going to be the greatest wrestler on your no. roster. Well, and it's a and perfect. And Peyton Royce is not a bad wrestler. No. And it's a perfect place for to put a tag team. You have yeah. two okay wrestlers, can probably make a very. Axe and Smash were not great wrestlers. Guess what? Demolition was a great tag team. Billy Gunn and the Road Dog, not the greatest wrestlers. New Age Outlaws, pretty good tag team. So. Yep. Yeah, no, um, I was happy with that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just glad they finally did something with the Iconics because I feel like they've had, you know, you know, this they've had a crowd reaction since they were in NXT. They've been beloved or, or hated, whatever the, the the equivalent of beloved is for a heel. Sure. But people they get a reaction, and people yeah. ultimately like them. Yes, um, they're so the they're definitely they, love to hate. Yeah, types. and they've never really done anything i used to get a big kick out of nxt when they would randomly show up and be irritating johnny gargano you know what i mean like they just have this presence and this entertainment value to them so hey it's their time now and i'm happy yep. for it yep um yeah it was a great moment i thought the sasha bailey thing for me and, hey, and on top of it the iconics stole that win like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they they booked that match playing to the strengths of those people. Yes. Like, they knew what they were doing. They could yeah. have had Peyton Royce do her fisherman's suplex into a pin. They didn't do that. They no. know that's not the bread and butter for these two. No. They are well, booking and they them came to out, their strengths. They came out on SmackDown and were like, we are going to be fighting champions. We found the greatest tag team in Brooklyn. And it's an, an, a squash match. Yeah. And it was like, Yes. And then Paige is bringing a tag team. Paige, yeah, came, Paige came out and said she's bringing a tag team. Maybe it's the Sky Pirates. Probably not. I'm hoping it's Rhea Ripley from the UK brand and somebody else. They can pick whoever they want that to be. I think Rhea Ripley is injured, so I think that's unlikely. Is she? I believe so. All right. Either way. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, again, it's a story that's being told that I enjoy. Um, yeah. Ms. Shane McMahon. Oh, yes. Was a good match. Like, the Miz is. Hold on, I'm posing. Yeah, you are. (laughs) I'm George Mizzenin. Yeah, that was not the best. That was, I mean, it's the most memeable part of the entire show, probably, (laughs) but not the highlight of that match. I want Mr. Miz to be put into the Hall of Fame because how. How do you not react at all to anything? Like, I loved, is your face I, numb? Like, you do, you have no facial expressions whatsoever. It's just. Well, he had a very serious look on his face, like he was ready to go mono. Look, the guy's not a world class A list actor like his son. Okay, he hasn't yeah. been practicing his craft for the last twenty years. All he has is the game face. He was ready to fight. That's oh all. My God. He's one That's facial amazing. expression. Okay, but beyond that, I loved the part when he got into the ring. He had his dukes up, and Shane went over and just rearranged the dukes. That was such a good little touch, little moment. You know, it just paints Shane with that perfect brush mm-hmm. for that character. I, I have made a lot of predictions between the shakeup, between Mania, between all of that. I have made a lot of predictions as to what I think is happening, and I, I mean it sincerely. 
Shane McMahon is going to be WWE champion sometime soon. The having the announcer keep redoing the, you know, and he's conducting it. And I was like, you've been waiting so long to be a bad guy again. <laughs> yeah. You were like, please, please. And, let this and the Miz is he's he has long been one of the best heels in the WWE. I didn't care for him very much. Uh, when it was his time at the top of the roster, you know, WrestleMania sure. 27 or yep. whatever. Like, I did not like The Miz at that time. But since then, he has proved to me that he is probably one of the best heels on the roster. He's a fantastic talker. I love it. And I was watching, this is actually not even just WrestleMania, but there was a moment at the Hall of Fame where the camera was going back and forth between Miz making all these goofy faces and Shane McMahon making his faces and the boo, yay, boo, yay. The Miz, he just knows how to get the crowd eating out of his hand. Feel, face, good guy, bad guy, whatever you want to call it. The man is a performer. He's an entertainer. He is maybe their strongest all-around performer that they have in that company. He did a great job in that match. You think about it and you're like, okay, whether – I don't remember if that was the false count anywhere. And you're like, all right, they'll brawl. Shane will jump off something. <clears throat> the spot with the golf cart. Like, yeah. this beat him over – like, they went through all the announcers. You're like, Funaki's there at some point because he's – and then they climb up and you can tell you're like, oh, geez. And they, you know, and I expected again, I expected Shane to fall off of something. They did the superplex. Yes, it was, it was a great end. And and the Miz, despite being in control of that move, still got pinned from the aftermath. Like yes. it was good. It was, it was well, well done. done. That's and, what I'm saying. And the other part about it also and I don't mean to necessarily make comparisons, but I had already had my fill of that sort of match. So when it came time for Hunter versus Batista later in the show, they just could not perform no. at that level. Again, <clears throat> no, they went to the brutal, to the let's pull match. out a chain, let's, you know. It was it was not the spot fest all over the arena. It was yeah. let's pull I mean, out weapons. Again, and it let's... was a different gimmick for the match. Certainly didn't lend itself to a, you know the same way the yeah. falls count anywhere match does. Yeah, but I felt like you know that <clears throat> that hardcore style had already been achieved on the yeah. show. According uh, to Batista, there were many like they they crafted that match to do a lot of callbacks to the era in which they both competed like there was a spot from a previous match they had there was you know i and again i wasn't watching a lot of that so <clears throat> i'm glad batista had one more run i'm glad he couldn't get in the ring without he falling fell. over avenge um, the fallen <laughs> that was hilarious yep you know i'm glad he was able to go out in a match against obviously somebody he's close with it's it's very nice again kurt angle same thing i was perfectly happy to see baron corbin win Kurt Angle got his, you know, moment to say thank you and and do all while, of that. While I was very pleased overall with what happened there, I won't say very pleased, but I understand Baron Corbin coming away with with the win there. The thing that bothered me about that entire thing sequence, I guess, is um, you had Kurt Angle there and John Cena came out as the doctor of thugonomics on the same damn show yeah. and you couldn't even get them to interact with each other. No, you're right. 
That was a fantastic moment. But it yes, was. It would, it would have made more sense had. And yeah, so having the Doctor of Thugonomics come out was great and all. But yeah, I just I couldn't believe that they didn't have the two of them meet in some way, even if not in the ring. It would have again, yes. it just would have had that poeticness that I was looking for to send off uh, Kurt Angle. Yes. Yeah. Kurt Angle loses. He's in the ring waving. The music hits. He does. He like he roasts him one time. They hug. It's over. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But whatever. And see, that's the other thing, though. That's what we're talking about. We had that Kofi Kingston match. We had Samoa Joe's match, which was this little nothing of a match. We had sure. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, which was fine, but nothing yeah. special. Um, we had the No Holds Barred match with Triple H and Batista, which, again, wasn't a big fan of. Then we go and we had the Baron Corbin match, which was fine, but nothing to really get me excited about. We had the Demon King versus Bobby Lashley, which, again, was a pretty short match. It didn't really yeah. even give me an opportunity to get invested in it. The Demon was there, which was cool and all, but I've seen cooler Demon entrances than that one, certainly. Uh, and at somewhere in there, I think, was the Elias thing, right? Yeah. Like, it was just this long stretch. Uh, just we had this great show and then suddenly it's 10 o'clock at night. I've got another two hours and it's just the stretch of. OK, let's get to the main event, please. Five more matches, uh, four more matches, and three more. You know what I mean? It became a countdown. It, and ultimately, I don't know if it's the fault of any of those matches per se. I think just ultimately to me, WrestleMania is now officially too long. It's too long. I can't. Let me put it this way. I cannot imagine going to WrestleMania anymore because I can't imagine sitting in an arena from five o'clock to one in the morning and then going to a hotel or driving home. I just I, that part of it, that long, the longevity of the show boggles my mind. And I, I, I don't even like it sitting at home on my couch. No. I can't even imagine going there. I'm telling you, and a lot of people disagree with me. You might disagree with me. The future is two nights. WrestleMania can become a two-night event, each show three to four hours. <clears throat> I think everyone's going to feel a little bit better. You know, you could have had Becky win. We haven't even talked about Becky Lynch yet. <clears throat> you could have had Becky win on night two, Kofi win on night one. Everyone goes home happy. No one's staying up till all hours. And you can charge for two shows. Yeah. I don't know if that really is the future. I think there's probably, you know... There's probably some confusion there that, that the company wouldn't want to introduce. But but yeah, as is, I understand you want to get everybody on your roster as involved as you possibly can, which means as this roster keeps getting larger, the show has to keep getting bigger as well. Like I get that. But man, it is an endurance test. And even again, this is probably the best WrestleMania I can remember seeing at least the last decade. Yeah. But it's still too much. Yeah. <clears throat> I get it. I want to see everybody. I want to be able to be like, yeah, Bo Dallas, you get thrown out of that battle royal real quick. <clears throat> like, I want to see everybody. But yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it is an ordeal. So tell me about the main event. Did you not watch it? No, I did. But I want to hear your I, I talk a lot. I ramble. I talk over you. I, I don't pause to let you have a word in edgewise for so for this one. I just want to start off. I want to hear DC's thoughts on the winner take all triple threat match from WrestleMania. 
I think the problem with that match is exactly what we just talked about. You've been watching wrestling for seven hours. You're exhausted. You're exhausted in the crowd. You're exhausted at home, even if you're watching it on night two like I did. It was still a lot of wrestling to take in that weekend. So here you go. You've got Ronda, who's good, but I'm not sure has a lot of triple threat experience. You've got Charlotte, who's great. And you've got Becky, who's very good. Try to put together a match that's going to send everybody home happy. And then Ronda breaks her hand. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. But it it felt anticlimactic. It felt a little bit like, okay... I don't know what you can do to top this. We get the Becky two belts moment, which is great. But I came out of it being like, I'm glad it happened. And that's it. There are certain matches I'm going to watch again. I'll watch Kofi Daniel Bryan again. <clears throat> I'll watch, you know, huh. I'd, I'd, I'd watch Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar again just to see some of that. I'm not sure I'm going to watch that women's match again. I thought that match was very good um okay. and honestly like it I, I i mean i totally agree there was definite fatigue setting in and i think that match probably could have been better than it ultimately was but i will say once again the of the main events of the last several wrestlemanias i felt way more satisfied by having this at the end of the show than pretty much anything else in recent memory Well, you mean compared to the last four, which ended with Roman Reigns? Ding! So, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to give a backhanded compliment to the ladies either. I do think that ultimately it was a good match. Um, I think you bring up a good point about the relative experience level. It's a different type of match for Ronda. Um, and certainly some unforeseen circumstances may have interfered with exactly how that match was supposed to go. I'm even hearing different things about, you know, the the very the end of the match, the finish of the match, um, where the camera was clearly on Ronda's shoulders, which were not down between the one and the two count. Um, apparently, uh, the referee has been fined, like legitimately fined. Um, I don't know what he necessarily had to do with that, other than maybe he shouldn't have called the three count and told them to redo the finish before they actually ended the match. Um, so apparently the WWE was that was not a plan. They weren't thrilled with the way that it actually ended. And you, you can bet for sure they didn't show any of that on Raw, at least not on the Hulu version I watched. There were no, no replays at the end of that match. Um, but yeah, but I don't know. Ultimately, it was good. It was a great moment. And hey, the thing that I was most surprised about all night long, especially after Kofi won and Seth Rollins had already won to start off that show. I was just like, oh, man. They gave us what we wanted all night long. Are they really mm-hmm. going to do this? Are they going to give us what we want again? Like, it felt like it was impossible odds that they really would just send us home happy at that point, yeah. given everything else that had happened that evening. Well, and and I've heard it talked about on other shows, and we may have even talked about it when we were there at TakeOver. This is the first mania since they all came out and said, our bad, we're going to try. This is makes sense, but you can't expect this to be the case. They can't WrestleMania can't be all the baby faces win. That can't no, be how the story right. is. It can't be. But I will say, once again, you want 
wrestling to be popular again. I've said this on this show many times over the course of the last 170 episodes, whatever we're currently up to, 168, 169, I don't know. But I've said this so many times. You want to get wrestling to be popular again? You can't be adversarial with your most vocal and passionate fan base. If you piss them off, they are never going to tell anybody else to watch your product. Meanwhile, if you say, okay, we're periodically, we're going to give you what you want. We are going to actually make all the decisions that make you everybody. Everybody online is talking about how WrestleMania was good. I listen to podcasts with people who have fallen in and out of love with wrestling. who used to do wrestling shows. They watched WrestleMania this year and they're talking about how they like wrestling again. Like that's exactly what you have to do. Well, if let's go back in time to 85 Hogan, 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 Savage, Hogan, Warrior, like yeah. the first 10 WrestleManias ended with the babyface winning. Yeah. And then, no, 11 was Diesel, 12 was Michaels, 13, the first third, you know, I maybe I need to go hey. back and do the math. And again, Roman Reigns won a lot of these matches, and he is technically the babyface, but, but the last few manias, passionate. Yeah. Fan base wanted nothing to do with him at that time. Yeah. And credit to uh, WWE. Like, they ran with this Kofi thing. That was obviously not the plan. Becky Lynch got super popular. I can't imagine that was the plan. Like, credit to WWE for being like, oh, the fans are responding to this. Let's go in that direction. So. Yeah. Um, and you know what? As for the, the ref, it's unfortunate that the ref got fined i can understand why wwe is not quite pleased about it but at the same time ronda's gonna come back at some point and at this point she can say hey i you didn't beat me way back then whenever she comes back you didn't beat yeah. me that's potential so, storyline right so there it wound up working out for them um all right let's see do we go to you know we've got a couple of emails but since we missed a week a lot of these emails are probably not going to be uh, super topical. Anything else going on in in the life of Doc Nansen? You got a couple weeks left before school. <clears throat> the semester is over. You gearing up for finals. You gearing up for final labs. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the uh, end of the semester. The usual rigmarole. You know, nothing too exciting going on. All right. Well, yeah. Emails. All right. So yes, podcast at ddtwrestling dot com. We can get rid of the Alyssa Sable one. <clears throat> some spam account wanting to collaborate on the podcasts. Um, I think what we'll do, do you want to read each one, even if it's pre WrestleMania or do you just want to skim it and kind of highlight? Yeah. All right. Danielle. Oh, wonderful. What a wonderful week it's been. Even with an exam and paper due, I see that a beefcake shirt has been bought and Hey, he's going into the hall of fame. Did you watch the hall of fame? I did. Outside of Brett getting tackled by an idiot, what'd you think? Uh, It was a much better show than the past few years because they streamlined it. They clearly had vetted everybody's uh, speeches. They were all reading off of a teleprompter, which controlled each segment. Instead of having someone where the inductee talked for 45 minutes and then the new now the, and the new uh, Hall of Famer talked for another hour and a half. Uh, they literally kept every single induction to 30 minutes. 
and it was a tighter show and much more enjoyable for it, in my opinion. Good. Uh, let's see. I realized the other day that this isn't the least prepared I've been going into Mania. I skipped 29 and 31 since I was doing band fraternity things that evening. Danielle, have you told us what instrument you played? Uh, and what is it? Kappa Kappa Gamma? Is that the music fraternity? And I'm had to go watch with both percussion or she's an oboist. One of the two. Oh, man. Break out the bassoon. <laughs> WrestleMania 29 was the last Mania I bought on DVD and sold soon after the WWE Network launched. My radio interview has been postponed till May 1st, so I'm getting the email today about my Mania questions for you guys. One, favorite WrestleMania hype video. Two, <laughs> dream WrestleMania location. Three, okay. food. What will you guys be serving for dinner with the weekend festivities? Last year I had veggie burgers, and this time I'm going for pizza and munching on some pretzels while you watch guys wrestle. Enjoy this weekend, Danielle. Um, I brought some chocolate hummus over. Yeah. Brownie batter. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm back on the WW. That's not walk with. That's Weight Watchers. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> mentioned that on the podcast, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you did. I uh, I dropped. I I don't know the exact number, but it's probably thirty or forty pounds for my wedding. Yeah, and that has since not all of it, but a good portion of it has come back, and so that I'm happens. trying. I'm trying to send it out again. So. Uh, so, yeah, I brought some bananas and some strawberries and some chocolate hummus over. Uh, you had Chinese food, which oh, I yeah. – oh, man. I, I was you, like, this was takeover you're talking about. That's true. That was takeover. I was proud of myself and also hated myself because I walked in and saw the chicken fingers and the spare ribs and I was like, what was I thinking? Um, <laughs> but then I had some Oreos, so it was okay. Yeah. Um, what would you have at Mania? More Chinese food. Oh, good for you. GQ brought it from his place, and I got to say, uh, his place is superior to ours. Really? Oh, yeah, it's very is good. That, is that the one in his town, or is that yeah. the one we... Oh, okay. Yeah, my my parents, because... Fun fact, my parents and GQ live like four minutes from each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, walks, that was some good Chinese food. Well, good. Um, I, I think I made like a turkey... Ground turkey, mushrooms, asparagus. Yes, it was asparagus because I tweeted at oh, you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, so let's see. Dream Mania location. The moon? Back of a flatbed truck. Oh, man. Yes, Uncensored 95. <laughs> uh, Brian Bradshaw, if you're listening to this, uh, you keep you're, – you're going to be watching some old pay-per-views and tweeting – or not tweeting and writing about them. And uh, you put a poll up, and of course I'm taking a page out of Doc Manson's book and obstructing by naming pay-per-views that aren't part of the poll. Uncensored 95. That's what you start with. <laughs> All right. uh, and then uh, favorite WrestleMania hype video. I'm just in my head. It's the one where they go Hollywood. You talking to me? Because that's the same era as the Royal Rumble video. Oh, Yeah. And it's after that, and they're all doing, like, auditions for the different movie parts. I don't remember that. Oh, you got to – let's see if I can Google that. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, as I was going to say, like, honestly, best WrestleMania – I have no idea. I don't, rem I, don't, I don't remember half the matches, never mind the hype videos, but this sounds like one I should know. Lord knows I yeah. remember that Royal Rumble song. Yeah, it's Booker T is playing the guy from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah! 
they're they're doing all the movie stuff. The Undertaker's playing Dirty Harry. Yes. Yep. Okay. It's yeah, twenty. It's for twenty one. It's for twenty one. All right. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's a very good one. All right, Danielle. Thank you for the email. Hope you enjoyed Mania. Dextry Claire. Yo. Ma- Been a hot minute. I had to email before WrestleMania. But first, DC Dog, why won't you follow me? Doc did live on air, and I want you to before this email continues. Am I not a bestie, too? I'm I'm going to hold. I'm going to stop this right there. And DC, before you say anything, I'm just going to tell you, Dexter, Mr. Eclair, trying to pressure DC to do anything is the absolute worst tactic you could. He will... At this point, you're lucky if you're not muted and or blocked. There is like a this is not this is not the approach. You you want him to follow you? You 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 start replying to his Skyrim tweets. You start voting in his polls. Uh, you, you start engaging him in the conversation. I am a, such. I'm just a shill. I'll follow anybody. But DC needs that good interaction. He needs that conversation. So uh, that's that is the key to DC's heart. And his I, ag- <clears throat> I agree wholeheartedly. Though I will say. I was so pleased that you brought that up that I went ahead and followed him while you were talking. Yes, my plan worked, <laughs> Dexter. I'm you can thank to, me. <laughs> I'm going to presume that Dexter is who he says he is. There's no chicanery going on. There's no uh, subterfuge <sighs> happening here. What y'all think is going to steal the show? I got to say, AJ and Orton, what are your predictions? Well, this isn't fair because it's not a prediction anymore. Well, but AJ really? and Orton most definitely did not steal. I could I could see why some people might think that, but it most definitely did not see the show. The yeah. question is, okay. what did steal the show? Let's pivot to that. Which of the matches from the weekend? You can even go to uh, TakeOver. What stole hmm. the show? I don't know. Ultimately, I think, mm, I don't know. Gargano, Gargano Cole yeah. m- might be my favorite match of the weekend, but... Ms. Shane. That's exactly what I was going to pick. Yeah. Like, that is my type of match. And it was a real good one. I had fun. Like you said, there's going to be many moments that come out of this. Kofi celebrating, Becky celebrating, Rollins, maybe. But Rollins celebrating at 31 was probably the better one. Yeah. But George Mizanin (laughs) posing like an 1880s put up your Duke's bare knuckles boxer. Uh, that's gonna live forever. Uh, that is the match. Let to us me engage in some fisticuffs. Mm. Yeah. That is the match that uh, stole the show. Dexter, thank you for the email. You have been followed. Our good buddy Glenn, where oh where should we go? Oh, this broke my heart, Glenn. Due to unexpected issues at home, I am not making it to WrestleMania this year. But as I'm now an engaged person, the plan is to attend a wrestling show in the U.S. for our honeymoon. Now, My wait, question? hold on. I had heard he, you know, he suffered a loss and he wasn't going to go. Did he get engaged recently and I missed that, too? Am I just out of the loop, Glenn? Here's the Did funny you- thing. I, I I will admit I haven't been keeping up with the everybody drink. Find your happy chat as much as I have in the past. So if that was announced on there, I also missed it. Glenn, if it's recent, congratulations. Sorry. Yeah. I, we, uh, yeah. Jeez. Um. I will say, while I was sad to hear you couldn't go because you had paid for some of it, and while you got some of your money back, you didn't get all of it back. Yeah. Um, 
that was the one thing that was tempting me to go to New Jersey. Seeing Glenn. Oh, sure. Yeah. Was I was like I was like, we need to figure out a way to see Glenn somehow. And then when I found out he wasn't coming, I was like, no, forget it. Uh all right. His question, My question is question is which place would you rather go to watch a wrestling event in holiday? Pennsylvania, Ontario, Illinois, or Texas? Thanks, guys. Whether you watch WrestleMania or not, enjoy the weekend. My choice would be Ontario. Um, I have no need to go to Texas. I have no particular need to go to Illinois. Pennsylvania just... If you're going to be in the UK and travel, well, uh, then that's it too. If you're in the UK and traveling to the US, you don't want to go to any of those places. Go to yeah, Disneyland. I mean, <laughs> it depends on what you want to get out. Texas is a popular destination for some folks. Um, uh, there are some fun towns uh, down there. Lots of different sort of events, you know. Um, the uh, Alamo uh, Theater is there. A lot of a lot of cinema events happen. Um, what is it? Uh, there's a there's a big music city now. Is it is it Austin or is it? Um, yeah, I think it's Austin. Yeah, so like there are things to do in Texas. I haven't been myself, but yeah, Ontario probably is the choice. But again, then maybe that's just the allure because uh, I haven't been there. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been to Illinois either. But sorry, Illinois, I, I choose Ontario. Yeah. All right, Forrest, a.k.a. Bosk. Hello, DC and Doc. Just passing this photo along. Found it in one of my favorite stores here in Maine. Just an FYI, best to you and yours, Bosk or Bosque. Uh, and it is the comic book story of professional wrestling. Aubrey Sitterson. Why do I know that name? I don't know. Why well, do you know that I name? I see it on Twitter. Oh, he's a... He's a comics writer. Yes, he must be a Twitter account that I've seen from time to time. Um, interesting. The comic book store of professional wrestling. The history of the one true sport. I'd read it. Even though that doesn't read look it. like any wrestler <laughs> I know. Uh, and our one email from today, it's our yes. bestie Mitchell. Oh, Canada. Hey, guys. Just getting super stoked as my wife and I prep for a weekend vacation to Toronto and Niagara Falls to celebrate our one year anniversary. Congratulations. You guys made it. 365. That is a what? what is that? Is that the paper anniversary? Is that the first one? Paper? It's something. Get her. So, get her a paper rose. Yeah, it's paper. Uh, we're going to check out the premier Detroit deep dish joint on the way there. Grab some poutine, Tim Hortons, and see the falls. If you can't tell, I'm in this trip for the food. That's what I do. When I go places, I eat my way across why, whatever why, land I am visiting. Why would you travel if not for the food? Uh, okay. Yeah, fair. Says uh, says the guy on Weight Watchers. <laughs> Yeah, you won't be traveling. Oh no, but you are traveling. You're you're going. Uh, we're there could be we're some driving eight hundred and seventy nine miles. There could be some good barbecue. That might I'm, be low pointage. I'm hoping. All right. Though I also want to drive by the Air Canada Center, as that's where Unforgiven two thousand six took place, and the TLC between John Cena and Edge that night was the culmination of the feud that got me into wrestling. 
I was going to ask about your traveling experiences, but then I realized someone recently had already asked about that. So I'll say this. What would be on the to-do list if you were to visit Toronto or Niagara Falls? Well, I've never been to Toronto or Niagara Falls, for that matter. Have you? I've been to Niagara Falls, um, and... The one thing I would recommend is getting yourself a couple of tickets for the Maid of the Mist, depending on what side you're on. It's just a little ferry. You stand on the deck and it gets close to the falls. You wear a poncho. If you don't wear a poncho, you're going to get wet. So uh, just let you know. It's a fun experience. It's one of those touristy things to do, but it was fun. Uh, That was way back in high school that I did that. So it's been some time. And in terms of Toronto. Uh, Let's see. hmm. Sadly. um... There's a needle there. I know that. Oh, no, actually, wait. It might work for you. Uh, Let me think here. Are they home? What I would do, yes. Uh, If you're going to, if it's this weekend, um, what I would do, Mitchell, is I would get yourself, uh, you probably already have your accommodations. Uh, The Toronto Blue Jays are playing. They're playing at home. Um, They, what I like about them, and this this is just me to a T, is they have a hotel where you can get a room and see the ballpark so you don't actually have to go be with people. You can watch from the hotel room. <clears throat> so you can be out watching the game while also away from everybody. So I like that. Um, and then I would recommend food-wise, <laughs> I would recommend you head to Lewiston, New York, to the silo. Why? It was on Man versus Food. I'm mm. going to read you this. It's called the Silo Haystack. What was that guy's name again? Adam something? Adam Richmond. Richmond, that was it. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the stack. All right. A full pound of ribeye steak. Stop. I need it. Blanketed mm-hmm. with melted mozzarella. Okay. Onions. You have my attention. Peppers. Go on. Mushrooms. You're. Mm, oh, well, you can probably get it without. You can't. You probably get it without the mushrooms. And a mound of crispy shredded hash browns. Mitchell. Do you think is a mound a like official measurement or like is that like you know two point six eight pounds of hash browns? I I don't know that it's a it's a measurement, but if you think you it's just Google, a handful that you just, just slap on there. Just Google the silo haystack, and you'll see it's it's I'm like a sure. can. I'm pretty sure I've seen this episode of Man vs. Food now that you describe the sandwich yeah, to me. Because it's a sandwich. I watched a ton of that show. I loved that show. And yeah, it looks it just it doesn't even look like um hash brown so it much as like it just looks like sticks. potato sticks. Yeah. 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 Mitchell. Go to the silo. Please report back. <clears throat> yeah. Uh that all looks right. delicious. Well, thank you for the emails. I know. I'm like looking at this being like let me count the points. Um, I'm so hungry. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to go to Niagara Falls. Um, yes, that sounds fun. But yes, uh, we should talk a little shop. I will be away probably through next Friday or Saturday. Okay. So there will probably, for the listeners and for you, there will probably be no show, at least until the weekend, maybe a delayed show. Although your birthday is on Easter this year, is it not? Uh, maybe. Okay. (laughs) 
I wouldn't want to give away my birth date to all the DDT besties out there. Oh, okay. No, I don't care. Yeah, it's Easter. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine there will be some family plans. I've got family plans that day as well. So we'll have to figure it. We'll have to put our schedules together. But um, what if we recorded another episode right now? If you think you'd like to do that, what would you like to talk about for that extra? Would you like to do the list? We'll record a special oh, no. birthday no, we, episode of the list. We certainly won't be doing that. Okay, but you know we could. What we did could we read. say? What did we need? What did we need? Did we need more patrons? What did somebody? We said we would record when. Hmm. This is this is the problem because neither of us remember. Oh, anything. I remember. We would record when I got into the NAI Hall of Fame. Oh. I don't even know if they're doing. They might have stopped doing it just because we've caused so much problems. I haven't heard them mention it at all. Now, granted, I haven't been listening a lot, but uh, I have this week's episode in the queue for the road trip coming up. Well, enjoy. Any advice? Any advice for a uh, <clears throat> 13, 14 hour road trip? You drove down to Nolens, so you've done. You've done that, and you did that by yourself, which I give you credit for. Although some of it you did with members of your family who shall remain nameless if i remember yeah on the way back uh yeah it's it's a just take a lot of breaks every two to three hours pull over do the bio breaks get yourself something to eat get yourself something to drink stretch out those legs stamp them around you know don't take a long break necessarily but yeah i know because you want to stay on the road but you know it's how did you did you do 81 through like virginia and the carolinas or did you go down you don't even know i don't remember i definitely went through the carolinas but i I don't remember the roots what is your uh piece of positivity for the week Mm. is it the fact that you watched wrestling yeah i'll do you one better it's the fact that i watched wrestling and i liked it good so will you be watching the shake up next week we didn't even talk about that I don't know. I mean, I certainly won't watch it live, but well, no. uh, I may check out Hulu again. I didn't watch SmackDown, though, so maybe I've already fallen off again. I, I don't know. But yeah, maybe I'll t- I-, I may check out Raw next week. Right. Yeah. yeah what's, what's uh, I don't know why it took me so long to discover the glory of Up, Up, Down, Down. Blech. But uh, I've been watching, and more specifically, they're playing uh, Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze are playing SmackDown versus Raw 2006, and they're doing the GM mode. Mm. So one of them has one show, one of them has the other, and they're kind of, you know, running the show and competing to see who can get the most fans. It's a very enjoyable time, if only because Eugene and Heidenreich are part of it. The sad part, no Snitsky. No! Or at least he's not been drafted. Maybe he's on the show and they haven't put him on yet. Uh, But yeah, can't win them all. I've been enjoying that. All right, folks. Thank you for joining us. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that beautiful April evening? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Dot com. If you liked this episode and would like to listen to our back catalog, you can do so by going to ddtpod.com or to your podcast repository of choice such as apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher or spotify and finally if you like what you've heard 
and how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to just lend a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc to help keep the lights on and the podcast train a chugging. This is episode 171, I just realized. We're, Whoa. We are approaching slowly. Slowly. Episode 200. I'm sure uh, we're going to mark that occasion with some sort of grand uh, clip show or, or greatest hits or reminiscing with nostalgia over all the the topics and, 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 and ground that we've covered. No doubt. No doubt we'll plan something grand. I got 30 weeks. <laughs> Uh, maybe this summer. Maybe that'll be a summer project. Because I did enjoy listening to some of our old stuff and pulling kind of highlights and things. So That was fun. That was 150 you did that? Uh, I think it was 149. <laughs> because we weren't going to do a 150. Because <laughs> we are just the worst kind of podcasters. He it's is Doc true. Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends. Have yourself a fantastic week. Won't you be our besties?